What is our responsibility to have this tremendous dynamic power working, not only in our life, but in our family, in our homes, in our church, in our state, in our nation? Pastor uh, ministered on the importance of faith. And the importance of faith is this, whether we say it, whether we believe it, it must be a faith. What we pray must be a faith according to the word of God. What we say must be a faith according to the word of God. Amen. So let's continue in this portion of the service with our golden text. That is 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verses 1 through 5. Paul the apostle to the Gentiles in reference to faith. In the power of God. Say faith in the power of God. So the reading of the word is in I brethren when I came to you I came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom declaring unto you the testimony of God. Verse 2 for I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Verse 3, I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. Four, very important, take note. My speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. In verse 5, he tells us the purpose of this is so that our faith does not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So if you take the first portion of the service, the importance of faith, the importance of faith should be that our faith is in the power of God. So here in James 5, 16, let's take note what... James, by the Holy Ghost, here said, and I'm going to read it in the Amplified. The earnest, heartfelt, the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer. So we are to pray always. We are to pray with earnest. We're to pray heartfelt, says of a righteous man or woman. There's neither male nor female in the body of Christ. Of a righteous man, what does this earnest, heartfelt, continued praying do? He tells us it makes tremendous, not just power, tremendous power, tremendous power. Electricity, as we know, is a natural power harnessed by man. The anointing is the power of God. Immeasurable. Amen. So it makes tremendous power available. And how shall it work? Dynamic in its working. Amen. How do we get this power to work? There's a recipe according to God's holy written word to get this tremendous power available and working in our life and in the life of others. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 14, 14, for if I pray, if I pray, how many ifs are in the Bible? 
1,522 thereabout ifs in the Bible. The word if is conditional. So Paul is telling us by the Spirit here, if I do something, if I do something. He didn't say if God does something, did he? Come on, believer. He said, if I, I, Paul, the apostle, if I pray, that's a good indicator for us. If we pray. So I submit to you, maybe the body of Christ, maybe brothers and sisters, maybe we all to have the effects of this tremendous power available, dynamic in its working, just maybe there's a clue here. If I pray in how? An unknown tongue. What is that? Un, who is that? What's that unknown tongue unknown to? Tells us right here. If I pray in an unknown tongue, it's my spirit by the Holy Spirit within me prays. But that unknown tongue, that heavenly language that is a language of God, a language that communicates with God, that man does not understand. That man fights. That man argues over. That man says, it is not for you and I today. No wonder there's no power. No wonder things are as they are in the world. God's not religious. Jesus was not, is not religious. We are not religious. We are children of God. That has a relationship with God. That relationship God desires is fellowship on our part with him. If we fellowship, if, if, if we fellowship with him, he certainly will fellowship with us. And there's a way to fellowship with him. It's not through the solical realm, though the solical realm is involved, the mind, the will, and the emotions. He is a spirit. He created us to be a spirit, to be of, uh, of use on the earth here. We had to have human, a human a body to transport here from place to place on the earth. I'm not getting very many amens. <laughs> For if I pray in an unknown tongue, That's an indication you're listening really well, right? If I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit by the Holy Spirit within me, within me, my spirit by the Holy Spirit, where's the Holy Spirit? He just told us, where does he reside, church? Within us. He dwells within us. But then there are moments and times that's like none other when he comes upon us for service for humanity. That is powerful. When he comes upon us, it isn't for us. 
It is for others. Amen. For if I pray, if I pray, if I pray, should we be men and women, boys and girls of prayer? If we pray in an unknown tongue, our spirit by the Holy Spirit, our spirit, the Holy Spirit needs our spirit, needs our our body needs our voice. He needs our help to get this power. We we're removing from the sovereignty of those that choose to believe. Man has no part in anything. It's just if God chooses to raise one up, he can. If he chooses to heal, he can. If one doesn't get healed, it wasn't his will. Then what are we going to do with the three passages that make reference to there's no respect of persons with God? Why would God choose to heal one of his children and not all of his children? That would be no different than God choosing to save just a few of his children and not save all of them. Well, that's contradictory to the word. For God so loved the world that he gave. God so loved the, God so loved the, God so loved the. There is no differentiation even in culture, color, creed, or whatever. For God so loved. If people knew the Bible, there'd be no problem. There there would not be a concern in an issue of Black Lives Matter. Come on. Everybody ought to be shouting amen. When we know the truth, the truth sets us free. These are people that do not know the truth and they're not free in the word of God. And they're offended. They're offended and they think that their lot in life, that they've been cheated in life. This word has not cheated not one single individual on the face of the earth. And it's powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even dividing the sunder, asunder of spirit and soul. Only the word, only God, only his spirit can do that, believers. Thus, our faith should be in the power of God. So the apostle Paul said, for if I pray, if I pray, if I pray, what are you doing with your time? Are you making time? To have that fellowship in prayer. Prayer is simply talking to God. And it doesn't mean just talking to him in an unknown tongue. Paul said, I pray with my understanding and I pray with my spirit. He says, my mind is unproductive. Too many people want to understand the word with their mind. The mind is a part of it. It's to be renewed with the word accepted. Just like the word says for us to accept. First Corinthians 14.2. Again, the apostle Paul. This is in reference to the power of God. And how do we get that power? How do we get? How do we generate? How do we, exer- how do we exercise? What is the method and the means? What is our responsibility to have this tremendous dynamic power working, not only in our life, but in our family, in our homes, in our church, in our state, in our nation, in the world? 
How do we get that to work? There's a recipe that God has given us in his holy written word. If we'll follow the recipe, it will work, church. The recipe will work. I had people in years that, you know, I'd have them in our home or we wouldn't have. We used to. We don't do. uh, We fellowship with one another and we fellowship with the Holy Ghost. Amen. And when you get the things in order in the word of God, there's not a whole lot of room left for anything else. Life is full. I don't know about you. Life is busy for us. The good kind of busyness. Amen. I love, uh, I love to be here with you. I love, I, I cherish every moment that the spirit of God, whomever he chooses to use. I've seen the anointing. There's an anointing upon this ministry because God raised this ministry up. Any of you that are present could stand behind this pulpit and given the season and time of study in the word and in prayer and in fellowship and with him by faith. If you stood behind this pulpit, the anointing rest within this place. And it takes faith to trust the spirit of God here. Amen. And that's what we're about. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse two. Again, we're talking about, we're ministering to you along the lines of the power of God and our faith being in the power. And it's not just power. It's tremendous power. If you think 220 is powerful, it doesn't hold the candle to the power of God. Harnessed by the believer and released by the Holy Ghost for humanity. Amen. 14.2. For he that speaketh. He that speaketh. Is he talking about God here, church? Is he saying when God speaketh? No, he said he that speaketh. He that speaketh. He or she neither male nor female in the body of Christ, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, that individual's not speaking unto man. That individual, according to the word of God, he or we, when we speak in an unknown tongue, we're speaking unto God. It can't get more perfect than that. It's the Holy Ghost, the spirit of the almighty living God. That resides within our spirit. And when we follow the recipe from the word of God. It is a perfect, perfect, absolute. Without question. Can't find error or mistake, mistakes in it. It's the Holy Ghost. Me yielding, you yielding. Our tongue, our vocal cords to our human spirit where the Holy Ghost dwells within us, praying the perfect prayer that God would have us to pray. Mercy me, it couldn't be a better recipe. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue. See too often, way too often. Man wants recognition. Man wants to be known uh, uh, that man struggles for the power 
to dominate, to be in charge. You see it all the time. I'm singing your song. Do you know the verse? Why can't we let God be God? Let God choose whom he chooses, who he wants. First of all, it shouldn't be a recognition to any man or woman on the face of the earth. If we know the truth, it's all about him. It's all about worshiping him. It's all about recognizing him. It's all about giving him the glory. We want humanity to think that we're somebody. That's why I often say in myself, I'm nothing but in him, I'm everything. That's how he, that's true humility, church. That's what God wants each of us, of each of us. Do our part and let him do his part. Amen. First Corinthians 14, 2, if I pray in an unknown tongue, if I speak in an unknown tongue, speaketh requires sound. Notice here, if he that speaketh, didn't say he that be silent. When I'm silent, I'm meditating. I'm, I'm thinking about what I've read. When I start my day and I think of the wonder of his goodness and his mercy and his love. I'm a person that does not like to see dead in anything. I don't like to see a shrubbery with a dead branch on it. I, I, uh, I don't like to see, I, I left this morning out of the drive and I noticed leaves already falling. Now, that's a natural thing. But the reason that tree is falling, it, it, it has a season. But the, the leaves that are on the ground now, they've lost their life. They've lost their energy. They've, they're, now, not, not like our spirit when we leave. That's not what I'm making reference to. Can you even begin to imagine the garden before the fall? Can you even imagine that? I believe that's what heaven's going to be like. No death, only life. The energy of the power of the Holy Spirit as he moved upon the face of the earth. He said it was void without form and chaotic and he moved. When I look about, I see without form, I see chaos and I want him to move. That's how I pray. Amen. First Corinthians 14, 2. He that speaketh, not he that is silent, not God that speaketh, he that speaketh in an unknown, say unknown. What is unknown? It's unknown to your mind. It's not man wanting to be well thought of because of the educated mind. Nothing wrong with an educated mind. Too many educate the mind over the spirit. God wants our spirits educated. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. Amen. And then we're to Jeremiah 33, 3. Now, you know, every mountain has a view. Every side has a different view. 
Very few mountains have symmetry. (laughs) I don't know of one that does. If you do, let me know. I'd like to see it. But here in Jeremiah 33.3, the King James with an understanding of the Hebrew definitions and translation says, call, cry out, proclaim a loud sound. Now, pastor made reference about the uh, blind. They were crying, crying out. There's a difference in the cry in the, from the solical realm and the cry from the spirit. Yes. Amen. We can weep as the spirit moves within and upon us. Weeping in intercession and travail is a different cry than a cry from the solical realm. Because we're disturbed in our soul. There's a difference in being disturbed in your spirit. It's the Holy Ghost that is grieved about a matter, a person, or some situation or circumstance that he needs. He's looking. His eyes are searching to and fro for those that he can trust with hundreds, even thousands of precious lives. When you yield your physical being to the Holy Spirit, you have no idea Most of the time, what he has you praying about. He can have you praying about something that or or someone that you've never met. If, if I pray. If. Do you want my humble opinion? Why I believe there's not greater. The greater has come, church. God is the only great one. And the great sent his great only begotten son. Chaos upon the earth. And then the third person, the Holy Ghost, moved and brought order. That's what God's wanting today. He's wanting a people that he can trust with hundreds, even thousands of precious lives. Will you be willing? Will you allow him to use you? Will you be willing if, if we pray? 